Isn't that a sextet by some composer? Quite possibly. Anyway, it happens to be the title of this film. The script was embargoed, he said. I thought this a good sign. And the producers were in final negotiation with an A-list director, he added. They would announce next week. Where's the meeting? The Metropole Grand, Mayfair, 10.30, Monday morning. Any idea what this film's about? A dystopian thriller, is all they told me. Story of my life, I thought. I'll be there. Now, I've appeared in many films, and I know the industry's cruel and ruthless disappointments as well as anyone, but despite my better judgment, I allowed myself a little frisson of pleasurable anticipation. After all this bad luck, the burglary, the total car, here was the world paying me back. I liked dystopian thrillers. I'd already had minor roles in at least two, and I sensed that something about my looks, my track record, word of mouth had paid dividends this time. I hadn't worked in three, no, five months. The money was running very low, and despite my better judgment, I allowed myself to fantasize that I'd get this role. What do they say? Earn your own luck. I reckoned I'd earned it all right. The Metropole Grand was one of those smoked-glass eight-story blocks just off Park Lane. On entering, we left London, and could have been in Singapore or Dubai, Tokyo or Acapulco. Granite, marble, palm trees, chilled lounge music, foreign staff in black zip jumpsuits and a curious transnational clientele. I was shown up to the conference suites on the third floor where a young woman called Shirley, according to her name badge, asked me to wait in an anteroom. Is there a script I could read? I inquired. I'm afraid the script is embargoed at this moment of speaking, she said. I handed over my resume and she disappeared behind heavy teak doors. I drank some water from the water cooler. I looked down at the traffic circling Hyde Park Corner. I switched my brain to neutral. It's work. Don't be picky. Don't be pretentious, I told myself. Be nice to everyone. Shirley opened the teak doors and ushered me in. A thick-set man, forties, swarthy, unshaven, in a loose v-neck t-shirt and carefully distressed and torn jeans, came round from behind a desk piled high with scripts and shook my hand. Hi, he said, introducing himself. Ron Suitcase. There's been a blunder. I'm so sorry. A blunder? I'm expecting a 23-year-old young woman called Alexa Dunbar. I felt like falling to the floor. This had happened on three previous occasions. I admit, I said, I'm not a young woman, but I'm a 35-year-old man called Alec Dunbar. Any good? Thereby lies the error, Ron Suitcase said with a sad smile. One vowel. Coffee? Iced tea? Water? I sat down and Shirley brought me a double espresso as we commiserated. Casting agents? You'd think they did their bloody homework. Tell me about it. Nightmare. Alec Alexa Dunbar. I recounted my Alec Alexa anecdotes and the misdirected, obscene fan mail, the 25 paparazzi waiting outside a restaurant for me to emerge and their collective rage, the phone calls offering me swimwear modelling work. One of you should make a change, Ron suggested. I was there first, I said. Apparently her real name is Agatha Duguid. What can I say? Ron rose to his feet. The meeting was over. If there's a part for you in Transfigured Night, I'll call your agent. Stay in touch, Alec. Be well. Take great care. He handed me his card and I glanced at it. Ronaldo Schutgas, Alzacar Films. There was an address on Wilshire Boulevard, Los Angeles. I slipped it into my jacket pocket and we shook hands amiably for the last time, I assumed. Shirley showed me out and handed me back my resume. I was feeling that leaden sense of failure that we actors experience occasionally a kind of existential certainty that somewhere early in our lives we had taken the wrong turning. How did it go? I looked round. A young woman sat there on a sofa, a script open on a coffee table in front of her. She had thick, shaggy blonde hair and one of those long, lean faces with a nicely prominent jaw. I'm drawn to long, lean faces with a nicely prominent jaw. A sex confusion, I said. 
I'm meant to be a twenty-three-year-old woman called Alexa. Alas, I'm not. Didn't they spot it instantly, she said. I did. I was intrigued and sat down opposite her, stuffing my resume into my rucksack. You've a script, at least, I said. Good role? I've got pages, I get to speak, she said. That's a plus. For some reason, I unburdened myself, telling her about the persistently annoying Alec-Alexa confusion. My run of bad luck, how I was stupidly counting on this part in Transfigured Night to put everything right, and that I was now bracing myself for the next kick in the teeth. She listened sympathetically, not interrupting. She had green eyes. Burgled as well, she said. Did you lose much? Funnily enough, they only stole my clothes, my best clothes. Strange selection. Three suits, an old leather jacket that I loved, a pair of new unworn shoes, swimming trunks, t-shirts. I think they were going to steal my computer. Someone had been fiddling with it, but I guess they were spooked and ran off. Yes. What did Shakespeare say? When sorrows come, they come not as single spies, but in battalions.